moving beyond the holy trinity of racial wealth gap answers. In the community development world, closing the racial wealth gap is nearly synonymous with asset building, which in turn is nearly synonymous with reducing the home ownership gap with a sprinkling of business ownership and matched savings programs on the side. Anti-poverty movements started talking about asset building or wealth building, particularly in the 1990s, when scholars like Michael Sheradden and Melvin Oliver began to point out that income alone wasn't enough to provide intergenerational financial security. Oliver's book, Black Wealth, White Wealth, written with Thomas Shapiro, played a major role in bringing awareness to the fact that the racial difference in asset ownership was much wider than the difference in income. Since that time, interest in programs like individual development accounts, which are matched savings programs that can be used for home ownership, higher education, or starting a business, and in ways to increase home ownership rates has waxed and waned. But the conviction that three things, a home, a degree, and a business were the key to closing the racial wealth gap has remained firm. It's not surprising that so many people have latched on to that triumvirate. These are things people of color, especially black households, have been flagrantly kept out of in many high profile ways, while white households leveraged them to build up large amounts of wealth. In the case of homes, this was substantially accomplished by hoarding opportunity in segregated communities and then capitalizing when that scarcity resulted in soaring property values. But I believe that's not the only reason why a home, a degree, and a business have such cachet. In a country that worships land ownership and entrepreneurs, markets and bootstraps, and considers home ownership the foundation of its national dream, calling for more access to things that will supposedly generate wealth all on their own, is as close to a non-controversial solution to a massive problem as you can get. They carry the elusive appeal of potential bipartisan support and evoke our national obsession with a hand up, not a handout, and leveling playing fields without talking about how things got that way or redressing past wrongs. That's where we need to be careful. Are we touting only those solutions that can easily get funded and don't make anyone with power upset? Or are, are we looking clear-eyed at what really needs doing? The fact is, we've been carrying out asset building strategies for decades now, and though they have helped many individuals, the racial wealth gap has not shrunk. In 1983, the median wealth of white households was eight times the median wealth of black households. In 2013, it was 13 times. Black households lost 48% of their net assets in the Great Recession, and Latinx households lost 44% compared to the 26% white households lost. And households of, households of color have experienced less of a recovery in the years since as well. In 2018, the Ford Foundation, which had invested heavily in scholars of color, who were researching the racial wealth gap and bringing it to the public consciousness, conducted an evaluation of its work in the racial wealth gap arena. The evaluation found that individual asset building programs 
while beneficial to the participants, were not successful as a method for society-wide change. Evaluators wrote, unfortunately, many individuals and organizations that focus on the racial wealth gap continue to approach the issue through an asset building lens, which obscures the structural components of wealth inequality and the systemic levers that could be pulled to address it. As important as home ownership, business ownership, and higher education are, and make no mistake, we should not accept racial disparities in any of those things. We must go beyond simply promoting more of each if we want to make a difference. In this series, The Racial Wealth Gap, Moving to Systemic Solutions, Shelter Force widens the lens on the racial wealth gap and what needs to be done about it. We hope to help our readers form a more complete picture of what's causing the racial wealth gap, though we won't claim to address every possible contributing factor, and to wrestle particularly with what kind of role homeownership really does play in this process and the role it could play with the right tweaks. We'll explore why we need systemic solutions, why we must stop extracting wealth from black communities before asset building becomes truly possible, and why, quote, homeownership is the top way to accumulate wealth is too simplistic a statement. The racial wealth gap is a multifaceted problem, and it will take multifaceted solutions. The first step toward making real change is being diligent not to oversimplify either the problem or the solutions.